Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Sid Miller, who is not only the owner of four companies that have been in existence for over 35 years, but he's also an eighth-generation farmer and rancher who's a recognized cowboy for holding 12 world championship titles. And in addition, he serves as the commissioner of the Texas Department of Agriculture. So I'm going to say welcome to the show, CEO and Commissioner Miller. Well, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me on today. Yes. And as you know, the show is about helping other leaders and you've had so much experience being a leader yourself. You own Miller Nursery and Tree Company, Rock and M Ranch, uh, Sid Miller Horses, and I know you've got a couple of other companies too, but the impressive thing is that they've been around for over 35 years. And I'm just curious, what are one or two reasons you think you have been able to succeed when over 90% of entrepreneurs fail within five years? Well, you, you know, I learned this from my grandfather. He was, he was a, a farmer and a rancher, and uh, he said, be sure you diversify. Don't put all your you know, all your eggs in one basket. So he had hogs and he had cattle and he would raise peanuts. So he had lots of, uh, lots of things going on. So I kind of kept that philosophy. I've always had uh, a lot of different projects going on at the same time. And then you were a Texas state representative and you're a commissioner now, but I'm also curious how much of your success do you think has to do with being able to be good at leading people. I mean, I know you're obviously brilliant at leading horses, <laughs> but, but apparently somehow you have figured out what's hard for a lot of leaders, which is how to lead people effectively. Well, you know, this may sound a little bit corny to your listeners, but I actually got my first exposure to leadership training and, and how to be a leader through an organization called the FFA, Future Farmers of America. Hmm. Uh, I was fortunate to go to a small school in Comanche County and, and uh, FFA was the end thing to be in. And we had a lot of uh, leadership teams, chapter conducting, uh, you know, speaking skills, extemporaneous speaking, speech making. Wow. Uh, so it was very good. I think it kind of grounded me. Well, I can see why you continue to succeed also as a commissioner. I know that within six months in office, you eliminated a two and a half year backlog of so many other things. So apparently you apply your business success principles also in serving us Texans. So I appreciate that. And then of course, I do wonder, you sound like you're just perfect in so many ways. So did you ever struggle as a leader? You know, I think everybody has those moments. I've kind of come through this college of cowboy logic you know, a lot of this I've just learned myself. I didn't go to business school. I was, I'm was i a college graduate, but business wasn't my background. It, it was agriculture. So mm -hmm. I've, I've learned a few things in business. I'd be glad to share those with your listeners, hope, hoping it will, you know, help somebody. Yeah. So what what was something that, that you struggled with that, that you had well, to figure out? When I, first, when I first started in business, I think I tried to be all things to all people. I figured out that, you know, there's three things that you have to do in, in a business to succeed. One is you have to have a, an inventory. It can be a small or large inventory or stock, whatever, you know, depends on what your business is. Then you have to set a price. You can have a high price or you can have a low price. And then there's the service. You can have really good service or not much service. So if you have a really large inventory and you have a really low, great price and you give great service, 
you'll go bankrupt. You can't do all three. <laughs> I learned the hard way. So, and I didn't go bankrupt, but I soon learned that can't provide a great service and great inventory at a cheap price. It just doesn't work out. So yeah. that, that would be my first suggestion. Other suggestion was that I never let anybody or any one company or any one customer have over 20% of my business. Mm. The reason being, if they get up to 50% or more and they quit you, you're in a wreck. That happened to us in the trade war with China. We were exporting 60% of our agriculture goods to China. And when the tariff wars hit, well, we were in big trouble. It wrecked our agriculture exports. Mm. I always try to hire people smarter than me and, and uh, put them in positions of, of administration and let them tell me what we need to do. And I make the final <laughs> decision, but it's always good to hire people smarter than yourself. And then uh, a great Texan named Ross Perot Sr., once gave me this advice. He said, always leave a few coins on the table for the other guy. That way you'll create a lifelong friend and a lifelong customer. And I believe in that advice. You don't have to make it all on, on one deal. You, you can leave a little for the other guy too. Wow. I certainly appreciate you sharing those tips. And, and you're also a very clear communicator. So that that is definitely helpful too. And then as we start to wrap up the show, do you have a tip or two for how to make it through crisis? Well, where, where I've seen companies fail, and especially entrepreneurs and startups not make it, you know, when, when you're starting a new business or you're trying to get one off the ground, or maybe you bought one that's in trouble trying to get it back, you, you can't live off that business. Everything you make needs to go back into the business. You need to have some other form of income mm -hmm. uh, because that, that uh, lifeblood of that business, it needs to grow. If you want to grow it, the business has to grow it. It can't grow it if you're, you know, if you're pulling all the money out of it. So just keep that in mind. That would be mm -hmm. another small piece of cowboy logic for you. <laughs> have you written a book called Cowboy Logic? Because it's really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll be your next uh, career. <laughs> well, yeah, some, people call it, some people just call it horse sense or common sense. But I just call it cowboy logic. <laughs> you know, when I can't figure something out, I just go out in the pasture and sit down on a log and think about it. And it usually comes to me. That's beautiful. Well, and I know if people want to hear more about cowboy logic and how other uh, entrepreneurs in Texas have succeeded, you appear every week on the RFD TV called Texas Agriculture Matters. And you answer a question about why does Texas agriculture matter? And it's a lot of local business owners as well that are involved. And you continue to give back to us and you continue to help entrepreneurs in many ways in Texas. So if someone wants to find out more about you, one place I know they can go is texasagriculture.gov, millerfortexas.com, any other place? Well, I also have another sidmillerhorses.com. Mm, uh, yeah. And, uh, you can find me most, most any of those places. Yes, and soon hopefully we'll continue to find you in office. <laughs> well, I'm up for re-election. You know, that's March the 1st. Uh, I do have an another uh, side gig, as they say. I've uh, had a cameo appearance on the new TV series, 1883, which is the prequel to Yellowstone. That's all the rave out there now. So I uh, had fun doing that and maybe have some more appearances on that TV series to come. Well, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to contribute to other leaders today with your cowboy logic. <laughs> well, good. Here's today's cowboy logic in closing. Here's what I want you to think about. Cows don't give milk. That's right. Cows don't give milk. 
If you want milk, you got to go get it. You got to work for it. You got to get up at 3 a.m. You got to pen the cows. You got to feed them. You got to milk them. You got to put it in the tank. You got to take it to town. You got to have it pasteurized and homogenized. That's how you get milk. Cows don't give milk. Think about it. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right. This has been great. I really enjoyed being on your show. If I can ever do anything for you or, or uh, any of your listeners, just reach out to me. You can catch me at uh, texasagriculture.gov.